0: Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, the energy industry is changing fast, and a company that just moved to DC is hiring.
1: The lowest marginal cost for electrons is coming from wind and solar, so everything's going to move to the margin. It's going to move to close to zero cost of primary energy, but the most important thing is system stability.
0: What if I told you that electricity is being delivered to you in a system that hasn't really changed in over 140 years? Is the power grid that delivers our power due for a revolution like the internet that changed telecommunication? Our next guest certainly thinks so. He's Andrew Scobie, the CEO and founder of Faraday Grid, an innovative company that recently announced its expansion into the United States by opening up an office here in our region. I want to learn about Faraday Grid today and how. Andrew and his company hope to change how we consume electricity and why that truly matters. Andrew, thanks
1: for joining us. Hey, that's a pleasure. It's really great to be
0: here. Well, I'm very intrigued and really appreciate our friends in DCN are sending you along to us. What is Faraday Grid and what are you all trying to do?
1: So – Faraday Grid is a reconception of the energy system as a whole. It's no longer fit for purpose and it's not going to meet our requirements into the future. We're expecting our energy system to be capable of things it's no longer capable of. And around the world today, grids are failing. um, As it is at the moment, I think uh, recent Nobel laureate uh, Bill Nordhaus uh, said that the cost of actually uh, bringing the grid and the energy system as a whole to a point at which it can cope with climate change and those kinds of issues is in the order of 37 trillion, that's 37 trillion US dollars, and that would represent 50% of GDP. So, So that's a crushingly inordinate amount of money to try and get our systems today to be able to cope with what we expect of an energy system for the future. But if you put it in historical context, it's something like this. For the last 138 years, we've had a 14 times increase in welfare for humans on the planet and a 14 times increase in the consumption of energy. So our organisation is absolutely committed to sustainable prosperity for everyone on a basic assumption that energy is the primary input to everything. And as your audience, I think, would understand, Uh, that's true in the physics as much as it's true in the science. Our bodies and everything around us, are actually the primary input to it is energy. That's right. Uh, And if we, that's also true in the economics. If you think about it, energy is not just an input to everything we do. It's an input to everything we
0: do. So let me break it down a little bit. The current energy grid, the electricity grid, is basically a a one-directional thing. The power gets created, and it gets pumped out and delivered through basically pipes to to consumers, which is wildly inefficient, right? Absolutely. And so Faraday has got this this device or this um, idea of something called the Faraday Exchanger. So how does it— how does this Faraday exchanger change how electricity is delivered to create these efficiencies?
1: Yeah. So if you think about it in the terms of a precedents – and we don't do a lot of thinking in precedent terms – but if you think about the internet – you had a telephone system and you dropped into the location of a switch in, in, in networks, uh, a, a router. And that router became an emergent order, uh, which became the internet rather than the telephone system. So in 1984, I was running a company and it had a Wang network. And I looked out across the world and I could see the nascent beginnings of the internet and I got involved in the dot-com era, right? And, and, and at that time, I thought I could see this huge potential future for the world. Well, if you can unconstrain the electricity grid in the same way that you unconstrained the internet, you're going to be in a massively more value-creative place. And many of your audience who are in the innovation business can all of a sudden start to find ways of massively improving the lives of the people. So what do we know? As you said a moment ago, we've had a generation-centric model, right? a hub-and-spoke model, which was really rigid and fragile in its nature. That was perfectly fine when energy was provided both as primary energization of the network and the bundling of stability through an inertial contribution from large spinning reserves. Mm -hmm. That was fine in a sense because you could keep that system as stable as it needed to be. But now what we've got is decentralised generation, uh, because, of course, electrons and the wind are actually quite a low-density energy form, and we're trying to capture that. So it has to inherently be decentralized. So in, a,
0: so in effect, what we're talking about here is it used to be the telecom world. You, you had a centralized provider of telecommunication services. All the switching was handled by a single company, and the information was sent basically in its totality down the, down the system. The internet and the router phenomenon developed the ability to separate telecommunication information into packets, which could be sent the most efficient route possible and then reassembled at the end. Absolutely. Now I- we've got a world where literally, thanks to the Chinese in large part, the uh, solar power industry has gotten to the point where it's more cost-effective to produce power than traditional coal-fired generation, for example. So the whole world has changed. And it sounds right. to me what you're saying is that Faraday exchanger then becomes almost the router the electricity. It is the router,
1: electricity. The, it's the router for electricity. So a Faraday grid is the internet, right? It's an emergent order of Faraday exchanges and other devices. And it's a dynamically self-balancing grid. That is, you used to provide the essential inertial contribution from the generator. And that's where all the money used to be. But the money's not there anymore because we, as you say, the lowest marginal cost for electrons is coming from wind and solar. So everything's going to move to the margin. It's going to move to close to zero cost of primary energy. But the most important thing is system stability because if the grid has to operate within plus minus 1% at all times.
0: Otherwise, it overloads. Otherwise, it
1: overloads. So all of the expansion of cost that's going on, so you see at the moment a reduction in the wholesale cost of energy on a global basis and a massive increase in energy cost of consumers. And that's because you need to have the system stability. We provide that system stability in the location where the transformer used to be, just like the router. We go in and occupy that space and we make the grid the provider of system stability. So the grid becomes agnostic to the nature of supply and demand.
0: So this is a truly exceptional. It, it's it's revolutionary. It's going to change the entire business model. I've got to ask the question. I've seen over the years many People have innovative technologies that truly change an existing business structure where the incumbents have zero interest in being disintermediated Mm. or changed. You're here in the States now. You're hiring up here in D.C. to go after this. Why are you going to be able to overcome uh, inertia Mm. and succeed in changing the electric industry?
1: Yeah, no, it's exactly the right point. And there's every reason in the world why the electricity system has been so – Fundamentally opposed to change through time, not only self-interest, and this is obviously a town that's full of self-interest at times, right? But, but, but instead, it's the essential service. If the power goes out, grandma dies, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a really bad thing. So ensuring power stays on is a primary responsibility. Modernity is a function of our ability to take energy empower our technology and pursue our dreams, right? So you don't want to mess with that. And for 138 years, it's lifted us out of poverty, right? That's really not worth messing with. And right now what we're expecting is to be able to decarbonize a system which – uh, where you're digitally injecting energy into a system without any system stability. So it's changing. Legislation's changing it. The expectations of consumers are changing it. And we don't find resistance from the utilities, particularly the distribution utilities and the transmission utilities. It's actually generators who where, where, where we're going to disrupt massively.
0: And Andrew, before I let you go, you recently announced – You're opening up here. You want to hire people.
1: We're absolutely hiring. We're hiring physicists, mathematicians, AI, data people, Engineers, electrical engineers, uh, power electric, uh, electronic specialists, a whole raft of things, economists, and a bunch of people. Right, we're looking for about a hundred people right now in the D.C. area.
0: Well, I got to tell you that this is another great example of. I've often said, if you want to change the world, in innovation, this is the place to come. I think the D.C. community is going to be very welcoming to Faraday Grid and Andrew. Congratulations coming here. We're looking forward to hearing about your success in the future.
1: Hey, look forward to being part of the community and uh, look forward to catching up with all of your
0: Thank you to the Greater Washington Board of Trade. The Greater Washington Board of Trade represents leading businesses, nonprofit organizations, and academic institutions and has helped shape the development of our region for over 130 years. Visit BoardOfTrade.org to learn how a Board of Trade membership can help your organization succeed in this rapidly changing marketplace. Thanks to ORIC, an international law firm that focuses on technology, energy, and infrastructure finance. Clients worldwide call on it for forward looking commercial advice on transactions, litigation, and compliance. Learn more at ORIC.com. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, music provided by two DC region bands two-car living room and the sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time.